What's up, everyone? Welcome back to LettermanRoad.com. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Automotive. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. We're talking super fast because there's big news. Spencer, what is it? Uh, huge news. The number one player in the country is a Buckeye, and that's never happened before. I guess number two player, if you want to be technical in the composite, 24-7, the most reputable of the three. Uh, this is the number one player, and that's never happened before. This is a massive deal for Ohio State. Yeah, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback from South Lake Carroll High School in Texas, uh, former Texas Longhorn commit, is now in the commitment column for Ohio State. He becomes uh, the centerpiece of a 2022 class on the offensive side of the ball that already has a number of superstars uh, you know, blossoming on the defensive side. And now Quinn uh, becomes – you know, the guy that the offensive group really, which was Tegra Tishabola and two tight ends, um, can build around. And uh, I don't want to get lost in translation here that those guys are important. Tegra Tishabola and Bennett Christian are, are, are important. And ben, Benji Gaznell is important. CJ Hicks, Deshaun McCullough, Gabe Powers, these guys are important. Jair Brown, important. But in the big picture of recruiting, in the big picture of building a recruiting class, there is nothing that has the impact that a quarterback does. And when you're talking about the number one ranked quarterback in the country, a five-star commitment, a five-star prospect who is generally viewed in the same uh, ether as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and DJ Ungalale and all these guys in the last few years, it is difficult to overstate the importance of it, even though Ohio State's had a five-star quarterback in the last two classes. So yeah, and that gets, that gets lost, right? But Ohio State's obviously recruiting the position like nobody in the country. And what does that say about Ryan Day and Corey Dennis, that Quinn Ewers, knowing that there's these two other five stars, still wants to make that decision? It, it says everything about what you need to know about what they're trying to do at the quarterback position at, this, at Ohio State. Because Ohio State didn't have a first-round quarterback in – how many years? And now they get Dwayne Haskins, who had a magical season. They have two amazing seasons of Justin Fields. I guess one and a half amazing seasons so far of Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, the script is completely flipped on the quarterback position at Ohio State. Now people want – now quarterbacks want to be in that system. They're having to, to tell guys, wait a second, let's see which quarterback we want in our certain classes. And one thing I'll say about this, Berm, it says a lot about Ohio State and about Ryan Day, but it also says a lot about Quinn Ewers because when you step into a program with – a five-star and a four-star this year, and C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller already uh, in the program. You've got a five-star quarterback on the way in Kyle McCord. And for the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback in the country who carries so much weight as that that uh, transformational program-shifting player to still choose the Buckeyes in the middle of all of that noise and competition says a lot about what kind of competitor this kid is. Yeah, and it, I think that that's something that has to be discussed. I also think there's a, an element here of, of Joe Burrow getting some of the credit in a weird way because what you realize is these kids, are, are these kids, especially a guy like Quinn, is starting to understand that development matters more than pretty much anything else, right? And even if he never plays at Ohio State, let's say that, you know, C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller and Kyle McCord keep him off the field for three years and Quinn Ewers ends up transferring somewhere else. Those three years are valuable. Ryan Day wants Ohio State to be a quarterback school. And when you have Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, having the three consecutive seasons at quarterback that those guys have put together, now you have the addition of C.J. Stroud, a five-star, Jack Miller, a four-star prospect, who was a five-star early in his career. 
um, before some injuries slowed him down later in high school. Kyle McCord and now Quinn Ewers. That is a, it is a glowing recommendation of Ohio, of Ohio State and what they're doing at the development position, a uh, development of the position, and for what people trust about Ryan Day. And and I, I don't want to talk too much about Quinn Ewers without taking a minute to say how incredible a job was done in this recruitment by Corey Dennis because Corey I, Dennis for, I mean that kid. What well, I mean, I, I say that that kid. I mean he, he's 28, 29 years old, and uh, this is his first commitment. So how do you get bigger than that? Yeah, and and I don't want to call any media members out because there were there were they were right to have questions about Corey Dennis because he had just never done it before. But for Corey Dennis to go out there with his first commit as in in his quarterback room, be the number two overall player or number one overall player, player one point five, let's call him, uh, for you to land him as your first big time pickup in your quarterback room, that is incredible because we you know we didn't doubt Corey Dennis, but we had. You know, it, what, what's he going to be like on the recruiting trail? How's he going to do when he's walking into living rooms and walking into virtual living rooms right now? Well, he seems to be doing a pretty darn good job of it. And I think Corey Dennis deserves a lot of credit here. I know Ryan Day's the big name, the quarterback guru, uh, the, the most coveted quarterback coach in the, in the country. But, but Corey Dennis does deserve quite a bit of credit here, too. Yeah, and Ryan Day selected Corey Dennis to be the guy to, to run that room. And you know, it's not necessarily the same situation. Corey isn't going to be able to walk in and talk to, to Curtis Ewers and, and Quinn Ewers and say, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what I've done. But it's a matter of saying, you know, this is what Ohio State's about. Here I am. He, he did not slow down when Quinn committed to his longtime dream school of Texas. He kept the relationship going when he could have very easily turned his focus to other players. There's a lot of good quarterbacks around the country. There was a lot of smoke around Malik Murphy out there in California, who was, you know, one of those guys that's super high upside um, and, and a lot of buzz around him. But the relationship with Quinn Ewers and his family just seemed to be different from the start. And that's why, you know, when Ohio State kept recruiting, I mean, he was only committed to Texas for two months. I mean, it wasn't like this was a super long-term commitment but clearly there was enough of a lure to Ohio state to say, Hey, you know what? This feels different to me. And the question marks around Tom Herman's future, the question marks around the way that the Longhorns uh, coach handled things with Quinn and his family are out there. I mean, you can look them up yourself, but um, it seems to me that it's just a, another one of those glowing reviews of what Ohio state's culture is that a kid would choose that. Um, Right now in that room, when there's a lot of people who say, hey, you know, why do they even need a quarterback in 2022? Why, why bring one in if you're going to risk upsetting the, the apple cart with the current guys? But not only are they bringing one in, and there's players around Ohio, Drew Aller, who's a really good player. Chase Harrison's a really good player. But it's, it's the mindset in Ohio State that it, you are going to recruit the very, very best you can. And then – if they don't end up sticking around or they end up flipping or transferring, so be it. But that the, the amount of trust that the Ohio State coaches have in their program and the culture they have is obvious and it, it trickles down to these recruits because they, they simply buy in at a level um, and, a, and a time frame that just seems faster than a lot of other places. Yeah, and it's interesting to me you bring up the the, the guys in Ohio that, that they probably could have went after. It Ryan Day, when he, when he got the job, 
said we, that they were going to put a fence around Ohio. You know, they're going to recruit the state of Ohio, but it seems like they're going to recruit the state of Ohio and find the best guys there and still be able to say, well, at quarterback, here's the deal. We're going to go get the absolute best player in the country. We don't care if he's from Ohio or not. And if we don't, then we'll come back to Ohio because, because yeah. this is the best player in the country. You don't win national championships only recruiting Ohio. And that's a tough thing for people to understand. And you could win a national championship with a guy like Drew Aller. He's getting a lot better. I mean, he's definitely turned Ohio State heads with the way that he played this this junior season. But the impact of Quinn Ewers, Spencer, goes well beyond the quarterback room. And and on a national level, when you're trying to recruit – wide receivers like CJ Williams out in California or wide receivers like Caleb Burton in Texas or Armani Winfield in Texas or Caleb Brown from Chicago. Um, it's a lot easier to, to get those guys to buy in when they're not only seeing that, Hey, there's a quarterback already committed, but he's the best quarterback in the country. And, you know, if you look at, at the recruitment of Quinn Ewers, it's not going to draw the national fanfare that, you know, some of these other recruitments could, but, Go back to Trevor Lawrence. Go back to DJ Ungalale. Go back to these quarterbacks commit early. They stay committed and they build the class. And you're going to see the rush of momentum that Ohio State fans have been waiting for. I wouldn't be surprised if now starts that little avalanche, especially at wide receiver, because the relationship between Quinn Ewers and Caleb Burton is very real. Um, I, you know, Caleb might be waiting until he can get on campus to see things Quinn Ewers did visit previously. Um, CJ Williams as a kid out in California at Matter Day High School and that potential, um, you know, impact could bleed over to Damani Jackson. There's all these little pieces that move and and I know people get frustrated because they feel like Ohio kids kind of get left in the lurch, but there is a reason why you recruit nationally and it's number one, if you want to win national championships, you recruit national talent. you can certainly get there with Ohio talent and, and the coaching that Ohio State has, but winning it's different. We saw that in the Jim Trestle era. Yeah, and you can the, – the, the trickle-down effect that this has, you know, back to that point, you know, it goes to running backs. Running backs want to play with the best quarterback because they can kind of play off of each other. Offensive linemen want to block for the best quarterback. Uh, the defensive guys want to play on a team that's going to win a national championship. Well, who gives you the best chance? Oh, the best quarterback to come out of high school since, you know, a Trevor Lawrence or a DJ Youngle-LA. Like – this this changes the program, and it's weird to say that because Ohio State wins 12 to 13 games a year and rarely loses and makes the college football playoff all the time. This still could be a program-shifting commitment in its own little way because of the, like you said, avalanche that, that, that this commitment brings and the reverberations, it, the shockwaves it sends across the country. But, hey, just because there's a couple of five-stars already in the wings doesn't mean Ohio State's not going to continue to push for five-stars in every single class. And, and when you see Ohio State get involved in recruitment, no matter where you're at in the country, you better be ready to compete. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, again, you're talking about, and they'll think about these last three cycles. You have a five-star quarterback from California, a five-star quarterback from Pennsylvania, a five-star quarterback from Texas. And, you know, for years, it was always dominate the Midwest, dominate Ohio, win this area. But the brand of Ohio State football is so different right now than it ever has been in history, which is crazy considering you're talking about one of the two or three best programs in the history of college football. It's so much bigger now than ever before. And kids literally will give up their lifelong dream school for a chance to play at Ohio State two years from now when they've never been on campus. I mean, and now, especially with the dead period going through April, 
which we talked about earlier this week on Talking Stuff, brought to you by Buyers Automotive, was uh, was likely to happen. Now that is happening. The the momentum that can be gained from having a commitment by Quinn Ewers right now is just impossible to overstate. And I I, I know that we're going to talk about Quinn Ewers a lot in these next few weeks and months and, and until he can sign next December. But for Ohio State to have this commitment uh, right now is – I mean, I, I'm going to keep saying it. It is absolutely just huge to get that out of the way right now. I don't even know any other way to put it. I mean, you look at what happened at Michigan last weekend, Spencer, the momentum that they picked up, um, you know, with Will with Will Johnson and Damani Jackson, and, and neither one of them have committed at this point. So now you wonder, like, if they're really interested, if they're going to dive into the Michigan class and become the leaders in that class, it may force them to, to make that choice right now because of the momentum that's certainly going to come uh, for Ohio State with, uh, you know, commitment number eight in the class, the country's top-ranked class, the, the Big Ten's top-ranked class by a wide margin. Or you see Demonte Jackson and Will Johnson maybe take a step back and say, okay, maybe I do need to slow things down. So uh, it's just the, the way that this is going to impact the rest of the Big Ten and the country is, is going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah, and maybe, maybe we're coming at this with – a little bit of those scarlet colored glasses. You like to talk about how big of an impact it is, but you know, with the receiver impact that it makes the, the overall offensive impact that it makes the, the class of 2023 impact that it has, uh, you know, wide receivers in that class are going to want to play with, with Kyle McCord or Quinn Ewers or uh, CJ Stroud, yeah. you know, th- these five-star quarterbacks are, are the things that really catapult you or the difference. Like look, you look at Georgia five stars everywhere, quarterback problem, the, the five-star quarterback or the, the ultra talented quarterback is what puts you over the top. And this, this puts Ohio state into, you know, Justin Fields puts him in another stratosphere right now, but, but the potential of Quinn Ewers is, is pretty scary for the rest of the big 10. And frankly, the rest of the country, considering what's, what's coming at Ohio state at, at, at every position. Yeah. And then you have to go back to what this is really all about. The reason Quinn Ewers picked Ohio state is to be developed as a quarterback. Georgia had Justin Fields and, made him a, a you know, a, a trick play guy. Um, Georgia has a 2021 20, five-star quarterback in Brock Vandegrift committed, and they're going to go push for, for Gunnar Stockton in the class of 2022 at, at this point, I assume, um, with the turmoil at South Carolina. Can you develop them? Are kids willing to take that chance? We'll see what happens with Georgia with JT Daniels this week, starting for the first time there since his knee injury at USC a year ago. But, you know, when you, there was always this approach in the early part of, of this century, USC, Alabama, people are like, oh, well, it doesn't stop them from getting a five-star player at this position every year. Why should it, you know, people talk about this one with the running back um, situation that happened in the 2019 class for, or the 2020 class for Ohio State. Well, who cares? They got good running backs. Everyone has good, you know, Alabama gets them every year. LSU gets them every year. Georgia gets them every year. And the, the reason that, recruits are willing to stack up like that is because they know that they're going to get developed and they know they need just one year to, to make that impact. If you have a quarterback who has one year to play at Ohio state, you're off to the NFL at this point and, and you're making a lot of money. And so you you've seen it now in practice that you don't have to play 45 games in college football. You have to put together one really good season at Ohio state, like Dwayne Haskins did to be a first round pick. Or you, and, and you have to put together one really great season like Joe Burrow did at LSU to be a first-round pick. And Joe yeah. Burrow was developed at Ohio State. 
and then obviously got better at LSU because that's what happens when you're a 23 year old playing against 18 year olds. You, you, you should dominate a lot of them. Um, and, and, and part of that development, Joe Burrow credits to Ohio state, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, you see the difference in him as a player. It's obvious why these kids are picking Ohio state and it's going to be just a, a hell of a fun ride over these next few months as the Buckeyes class of 2022 builds with commitment number eight from Quinn Ewers. What, what else you got, Spencer? Anything else? We uh, we all quinned out. I think uh, commitments are going to stack up pretty pretty quickly. This class is going to fill up, uh, not fill up, but uh, come to a a healthy number in the next few yeah. months, just based on you know. And it is November of these guys' junior year. Like this is not a a quick trigger time to commit. This is usually the time when 2022s would start to commit in normal years, you know, their yeah. junior year after their junior year, which is, you know, November is usually after your junior year, you start taking your visits, you start committing. It just happens that they have to do all this virtually. So this isn't like a quick trigger thing. I think these, these uh, slots in the 2022 class are going to fill in pretty quickly now that they have a five-star quarterback that they can rely on. Yeah, it's a it's a good time to be an Ohio State fan uh, on the recruiting trail, and it's a good time to be Ryan Day if you're recruiting quarterbacks. Commitment number eight is in. The Buckeyes have landed Quinn Ewers, the country's top-ranked quarterback, five-star prospect, top overall player according to 247 Sports, and uh, more is going to come because of it. So that's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. We will do our best to keep you updated on everything uh, as it happens. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman, Rowe, and Byers Automotive. We will be back in a few days with more stuff. Thanks, everyone.